This is the Kaiju Transmissions Podcast. Welcome to another episode. I am Kyle Bird, and I have my co-host... Matt Parmley. Yes, and we have uh, one of our recurring guests, um, uh, Mazer Patrol blog author and author of the book Kaiju for Hipsters, uh, Kevin Derendorf. Welcome back, sir. Ready to uh, jump through the galaxy and, and run through space. Yeah, um... Even though I don't know if he does either of those things, does he? I mean, it says it in the theme song. They <laughs> he, fly, he flies into space at least once. Maybe that's what he does, like when uh, you know between episodes. Like that's like what he does in his downtime. But yes, uh, I wonder if anyone who didn't look at the podcast title would already know what we're talking about. No, nobody. If so, <laughs> you are a very special person. Um, yes, we are talking about. Zone Fighter, Toho's 1973 television series, um, and uh, Kevin, thank you for joining us. You're you're becoming another one of our like revolving door of uh, third host guys lately, which is fine. Well, well I'm I'm earning that uh, super fan badge I got on Facebook. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flaunt that thing everywhere. Um, uh, so yes, Zone Fighter. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we will be talking about the entire series uh, thanks to a recent crowdfunding effort uh, from uh, a fan um, who I guess was like, you know what, I want to watch this show. No one's subtitling this show. I don't know Japanese. And he crowdfunded uh, the translation, um, and uh, I would divulge more information, but uh, that individual, I, I hope not to point the wrong people in his direction. Um, and uh, a, a, But a, a worthy effort that I think we all kind of like chuckled at at first, because A, we're like, how is this happening? And uh, But once the first episode, like he put out the first episode and was like, see, I'm doing it. Um, and then I, everyone started to kind of pay a little more attention. Um, the, the process is kind of still ongoing. We watched it with the rough draft subs. Like they've been updating the subtitles with each pass and, you know, each translator and stuff. Um, but we, we really wanted to see the show and, and get this episode out there. So, um, uh, yeah. So we watched the entire series that way. Um, and, uh, it's it's pretty wild. I think kaiju fans know it the most because there's a handful of episodes 
guest starring Godzilla. There's two with King Ghidorah, uh, and there's one with Gigan and uh, and and Godzilla. One of the Godzilla episodes has Gigan as well. Um, but on top of that, um, uh, I mean, a good handful of these episodes are directed by Ashiro Honda um, and Jun Fukuda. Um, and uh, you have Koichi Kawakita and uh, Teriyoshi Nakano um, doing a lot of the uh, effects work for um, various episodes. So there's a lot of familiar personnel. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess we will start by kind of setting the stage for uh, the time period. Um, so... Uh, the 70s marks a big change in the film industry in Japan. TV had pretty much taken over, and, uh, like, it's amazing any movies got made in the 70s in Japan, basically. Kevin, I don't think that's an understatement, do you? It was it was pretty dire in the, the cinemas at the time, <laughs> but uh, TV was undergoing rapid yeah, expansion. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was a severe uh, downturn. Um, now with Toho, after Subaraya's death, um, and with all those changes going on, they divided the company into like six or seven different subsidiaries. Um, Toho Azu, Azo is, uh, the one that handled, um, a lot of the, the special effects films. Um, Tomiyuki Tanaka was put in charge of that, um, Nakano led the effects department, um, and, uh, they, uh, did, well, to compete with a lot of the superhero shows on TV, they did Zone Fighter, um, so the early 70s is when, I guess, the Henshin boom was, was starting to take place, um, uh, Toei did Kamen Rider, um, and, uh, of course, this is a few years into Subaraya's Ultraman run. Um, the early 70s, what would that, would that be Return of Ultraman? Ultraman? Yeah, so, yeah, okay. so basically, like, Ultraman was off the air for a little bit, if you're not counting, like, Ultra Fight. Uh, so, after Ultra 7, there was a good, like, four-year gap. And then, with the Return of Ultraman, you know, following the death of Subaraya... That was the, like, everything comes back, and then uh, Toei wanted to compete with that, and they created Kamen Rider as a, like, what can we make that can go toe-to-toe with Ultraman? And then we were off to the races. Yeah, and then there was a lot of... There were a lot of other shows, too, but um, but th- th- those are the two big, prominent franchises. Um, uh, this, this isn't Toei's first superhero show. We should mention... They kind of kicked off their superhero stuff with uh, Rainbow Man, which, uh, Kevin, have you seen any Rainbow Man? I've seen more references to Rainbow Man than I've seen actual Rainbow Man. Okay. It's one of those things that exists in pop culture and people make jokes about it, but I haven't seen the actual, like, yeah. whole episode. I have, uh, a, I have a bootleg VHS somewhere that I got at a convention for a dollar. Uh, it had no subtitles, so I had no idea what was going on, but it seemed more like, um, I don't, I'm not sure if it was serialized, but it definitely seemed more of a kind of superhero drama than like a Monster of the Week kind of show. Um, but like it had a lot of the Toho actors and stuff. Um, yeah. 
And then they also did their cheapy shows like God Man and Green Man, which would air as like five minute segments in the middle of like uh, some other kids show or uh, block of TV. Um, so yeah, I I think this is the first show they did that was more like the traditional tokusatsu hero show, um, like Monster of the Week kind of show. Um, but uh, Toho moved a lot of their movie staff um, uh, to Toho Izu, Izo, and, and they did a lot of stuff with TV, um, including Ishiro Honda, Jun Fukuda, Nakano, Kawakita. Um, and uh, that's uh, a good chunk of your, your core crew for his own fighter. Um, there's a couple other directors... Um, to mention here, um, one of them is, uh, geez, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was famous for the Crazy Cats. Yeah, Kengo uh, Furusawa, right? Yeah, yeah, he did a lot of the Crazy Cats, uh, movies, that's, like, those salaryman comedies, um, that were really popular in the 60s, um, so he was a really prolific director as well, so, I mean, they, they, they really got, like, Toho's, like, uh, you know, really top directors and effects technicians behind the show and then um uh the other director um kevin this is the one that imdb messed up kohei ogura (laughs) yeah uh oguri oguri okay yeah would you mind telling us uh why he's important uh so i mean zone fighter was actually what he what he cut his teeth with but he he went on to actually uh win uh, win an Academy Award, so uh, I think that that's I, I, he might be the only Godzilla director that's that's gotten um, something because one of his uh, films, um, Muddy River, it was a uh, uh, I guess it was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. So uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, in 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 this genre, that's a that's a pretty big accomplishment, <laughs> I would say. I I don't think any of Jun Fukuda's were. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, and since IMDb like has him has two pages up for him one where they like spell it wrong and one where they spell it right Uh, it happens a lot with a lot of these japanese movies like because of that that's not something that i knew until now i just figured like oh this is just the guy that did zone fighter episodes (laughs) but no he actually um uh did some some acclaimed work it's like the people that would be like Oh, you know, Ishiro Honda, he worked with Akira Kurosawa. Well, Inoshiro Honda, he's just some Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, so, um, and and then I, I was surprised to learn that um, Honda, at, le- at, at least Honda and Fukuda um, had a hand in the casting. I know um, the actress that played uh, Zone Angel said that her audition was... Uh, she auditioned in front of uh honda and fukuda so um i'm not sure how common that was with these shows i know honda especially kind of considered himself semi-retired in in the 70s and a lot of these shows he just kind of did his favors and as a chance to teach young filmmakers and crews different things so um yeah it's interesting that, that they would be part of that process 
Um, anyway, the show ran from April through September of 73, um, which consisted, I think, of two orders of 13 episodes, um, which I guess would technically be, like, two seasons, uh, in terms of episode numbers, but it was not renewed, uh, due to poor ratings, um, so, uh, do I have a volunteer, uh, to, uh, kind of give us our, our cast of characters here? Sure, why not? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So we have our, our main, uh, main zone family, which are the, uh, Sakamori family. Uh, and you can you can tell that they're aliens because they all have you know a certain motif with their names. You know, Hikaru means sky, Hotaru means firefly, Akira means light, etc., etc. Uh, and uh, they are refugees from the planet Peaceland, which was destroyed by the Garagas somehow. I don't know because they seem to have a lot of trouble with like one dude. <laughs> that somehow they were able to take out an entire planet. Uh, that that was something that they they changed in pre-production. Originally, it was supposed to be a, a planet just died of natural causes. Yeah, and aliens invaded, and maybe they thought that was too complicated. But uh, yeah, from the planet Peace Land, which is in no way related to the Land of Light from uh, from Ultraman. <laughs> so this this family of refugee aliens has taken up. Uh, just a life on earth working as as toy makers right yeah they all live with the dad who uh yeah he's like a a toy inventor so you have uh your main character is uh hikaru who's played by uh kazuya aoyama who you might remember from uh godzilla versus mechagodzilla uh and he is one of three siblings he's the oldest of the three he works as a uh race car driver or yeah he's a yeah he's a race car driver which is that like a thing isn't it yeah in the well in the 70s i noticed a lot of japanese movies and tv shows are about race car drivers i don't know why (laughs) i mean my my gut instinct here is probably because of common rider because the the main character in that works as a as a dirt biker which I, I guess that's a like he's a dirt biker and a biologist or something like that. It's a, it's a weird combination. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, Hikaru can can get by on this. I mean, he still lives at home and and all that. Uh, you have his uh, uh, fifteen to sixteen year old sister. Uh, I guess she has a birthday during the middle of the series. Uh, Hotaru. And you have their little brother, Akira. And all three of them can transform into these uh, scarf-faced superheroes uh, by, by doing a transformation uh, pose and saying, Zone fight power! Uh, then you have their parents, uh, Yoichiro and uh, Tsukiko. I don't know if they can transform or not. They aren't shown <laughs> transforming in the series. It seems like something they probably should have addressed. Uh, and, the, and also their, their yeah, grandfather. Yeah, the uh, grandfather. Yeah, it, well, it, I, it was like a throwaway line, but I there was a, 
a line of dialogue that implied that either the dad or the grandpa, I don't remember which one, like, um, they can't use their powers because they're too old or something. Like, someone said something like, you can't use your powers for this because you'll lose all your energy or something. Uh, Okay. Well... I, I did see a thing that it's not stated in the show, but in one of the one of the you know books of monster stats or whatever, it does say that the reason why Hikaru can turn into a giant and Hotaro and Akira can't is because uh, the other two aren't old enough yet. So hypothetically, like when they age up, they'll also be able to turn giant. Yeah. All right. Someone needs to make so it's like a. a puberty kind of someone needs to do a reboot where like uh like it's like carrie originally the uh zone angel was also supposed to be able to transform and they scrapped that idea i i would have been all about that yeah Uh, but maybe that would be something that if they went past 26 episodes that they could have incorporated and the the dad is the guy that um the commander from ultra seven also yeah, he's Kiriyama. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, oh, we forgot the best friend. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, this this uh, guy. He's basically... Um, so in, in Kamen Rider, there's this one guy who is, like works for the CIA or something and doesn't have any powers, yet he's still able to like fight all the, all the bad guys. And... Uh, his name is is Taki, and here we have a guy named Takiru, who uh, basically uh, fills the exact same role. Like, doesn't know that they're superheroes, but still is is in on all of the like. We gotta thwart the plots of these alien invaders. I could never figure out if he knew or not, because he's always there when they're talking about garogas and monsters, and like he just seems so unfazed by it, <laughs> and he never asks any questions. <laughs> But yeah, he runs like a a, a model shop, like a, or like a hobby shop or something. And uh, yeah, they meet him in the second episode, and then he just kind of hangs out because of reasons <laughs> for the rest of the series, essentially. Um, yeah, but yeah, like there's certain times where like he he'll acknowledge them in like a way that clearly indicates like oh. I know that you guys are superheroes. And then, like, two episodes later, he'll be like, huh, I wonder wh- where everyone was when all the superheroes were fighting everybody. And it's like, I don't know, maybe he just has brain damage. I don't know. A distinct possibility. <laughs> I I do wonder about all of the... How, was there a serious Bible for this, or was it just sort of... <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm assuming it was the 70s and... They're like, hey, you have, like, four days to make each episode. Go do it now. <laughs> and everyone just said, okay, and gave it their best crack. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yes, um, uh, as Kevin mentioned, uh, the Zone family is uh, on the run, and they're on Earth Um after the Garogas destroyed their home planet of Peaceland because of reasons, and uh, because of reasons, um, they followed them to Earth, and the way a normal episode goes is they'll have some kind of scheme where they're like, uh, oh, let's um, 
you know, make all the children our slaves by giving them, like, a drug, and that will, like, they're, it's like G.I. Joe, where they only exist, the bad guys only exist because there's good guys that they don't like, and that's, that's basically it, like, they don't seem, they seem to want to take over the Earth, but... It's something that they probably could have done a lot easier if they didn't want to just take out the Zone family first. Um, so, yeah, they just think that's the only thing getting in their way. And f- because of uh, reasons, the Zone family has what's called the Proton Barrier, protecting their home. Um, which I'm assuming in the writer's room, someone probably raised their hand and said, uh, uh, Mr. Tanaka... How how come the the aliens don't just like go in their house and kill them or blow up their house? And some other guy was like, "Well, their house is protected by a zone barrier that only the aliens can't get through, or only the Garoga aliens can't get through." And makes sense. Yeah, and then they were like, "Well, how does that work?" And they said, "Don't worry about it." Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then uh, it usually the scheme usually ends in um, in them giving up on whatever their plan is and saying, you know what, screw it, we're gonna la- we're gonna send out a giant monster, and they send out what's called the terror beasts. Those are the kaiju, the evil kaiju. They they come in little uh, capsules that are shot out of a rocket in space and they land on earth and then the monster starts wrecking stuff and zone fighter uh comes out and uh fights the the other creature sometimes enlisting the help of his good old pal godzilla um who we don't quite know that relationship uh we just know that uh our heroes zone fighter zone angel and zone junior were told by their parents, hey, there's a, a creature on Earth called Godzilla. He's our friend, and if you need him, we can call him. I don't know when they met Godzilla, what that history is like, how does one become friends with Godzilla. It poses a lot of a lot of questions. Um, but... I mean, this did come out, like, <laughs> less than a month after Godzilla vs. Megalon, so... Yeah, monster justice. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what they call him. Yeah, I know the monster of justice. Also, Godzilla apparently lives like about two seconds away from every battle because, like, when they call him, he just immediately shows up. Yeah. Um, and at some point, they like give him like a cave to live in, which is and has like, down, like <laughs> which has like giant like a bear. Yeah, which has like giant doors. Oh, we also learned that in their spare time, Godzilla and Zone Fighter meet up and they like they they practice fight each other to like, you know, improve their fighting skills. Um and then afterwards they shake hands, they're like, "Oh, you know, uh, good to see you." And then they leave. That like I said, I there how does someone become friends with Godzilla? I don't know, but uh this guy sure did. Um, all right, so, uh, yeah, that's the the groundwork of Zone Fighter. Um, have either of you seen any Zone Fighter predating this, uh, podcast assignment? A few clips, 
that was it. I knew that it was av- like the Godzilla episodes have been available for a little while, and you can find them pretty easily. But nobody bothered up until this uh, recent fan sub to do the rest of it. And I was like, well, I think I'm just gonna wait. Well, even the Godzilla episodes, I think the were like half sub maybe. I don't remember. No, the the previous uh, fan subs only did. There were maybe six or so episodes that were done, and two of them were Godzilla episodes. Two of the others were the the two the King Ghidorah two part, and then uh, just a couple random ones here and there. So even the Godzilla stuff wasn't subtitled, which was always insane to me. I mean, it was insane that a movie or a movie a show with um, you know so much of the Toho uh, canon in front and behind the camera never got a fan sub until 2019, and then even the episodes that they did fan sub. They didn't even fan sub all the Godzilla stuff. That was always crazy to me. Um, Kevin, what about you? Oh yeah, you know I've I've been uh, I, I've been advocating for people to check out the show for a while, just out of like, if nothing else, that whole completionist thing. I mean, there, there are there are Godzilla things out there that I like. I understand why people would be shy about watching, say, Godzilla Island, but this is. Honda and Fukuda making, you know, new new content. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's not the same budget as the movies, and there are a lot of people that think that the movies in the seventies weren't that great. But still, if you're one of those people that will watch Godzilla versus Megalon three hundred times, like you're gonna get a kick out of this. Yeah, this is definitely in the wheelhouse of uh, of the seventies. Um. Godzilla stuff. If you love the 70s Godzilla stuff, you're bound to love this. If you hate the 70s Godzilla stuff, you're probably bound to not like it so much. But that's definitely accurate. Um, My first exposure to Zone Fighter was... um, I mean, the early G-Fans, I remember the articles, and then... um, I watched. I, I had a few tapes when I was a, a, a kid. Um, like so, when I was little, um, I went to the G Con, not G Fest, at that point in '96. And back when bootleg uh, tables were more commonly accepted, I guess. Um, I remember. I, I my first stop at that table, I picked up a few things. I picked up Yog subtitled. Because it was like the one Toho movie I could never find. Godzilla vs. Destroya, which I was uh, beyond hyped about because I that was the newest movie at the time and I didn't think anyone would have it. Um, and then the other was Zone Fighter because I, I, I remember the G-Fan and I asked the guy at the table, do you have the Godzilla episodes of Zone Fighter? And he was like, well, we have the series and I can tell you what tapes have Godzilla episodes on them. And I picked up the first volume of four episodes and then i think one of the later volumes which is like uh i think the one with episode 25 on it whatever whatever chunk of episodes on there they weren't translated and i remember i was on a big power rangers kick at the time because who wasn't in 1996 and um i was like oh this is pretty this is a lot like power rangers but like with godzilla stuff um and so I, I watched those, and I did not think it was that crazy, because I was 
11. Now watching it as a 34-year-old, it's this show is batshit freaking bonkers insane. Um, and then, yeah, I, I would... As I discovered fan-subbed episodes online and through other bootleg tapes, again, dating myself with the tape stuff, um, so I don't know, I'd probably seen a total of maybe 12... 12, 13 to 14 episodes, um, but this is my, I, w- I was more than happy to do a deep dive, um, and uh, yeah, my first impression of this show is completely different from how it ever was. Um, this show is bonkers, that it, which would be an understatement, and I guess we'll end up talking about our favorite episodes, our favorite moments, so we'll all have examples to share, but... Um, I would just describe this show as wall-to-wall insanity. Now, I know at the time in the 70s, the Ultra Shows and uh, Kamen Rider were getting kind of crazy. So, like, Kamen Rider, you had, like, the Starfish Hitler villain at one point. Um, And then, like, I don't know, Ultraman, Ace, and Leo. All those shows are insane. Um but uh, I'd mentioned this off air, and I'm going to defer to Kevin a little bit. Um, like as I mentioned, this is surprisingly early in the J Hero thing, and I don't know. By looking at it, you'd be like, "Oh, it's a hodgepodge of all this." But like, it predates Sentai. Common Rider is in its infancy. Ultraman is still kind of like coming back. So like. Kevin, would you say this predates some of those crazier Common Rider and Ultra shows, or is this more kind of like right in that same era? Uh, I think it's it's right smack dab in the middle. Uh, I think it takes a lot from um, Ultraman Ace. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of people that worked on Ultraman Ace went on to work on Zone Fighter. Uh, okay, but if, if for for me when I when I watch it, it's very much like you you pick out little bits and pieces here of like. Okay, well, like in Common Rider, they didn't have just monsters that appeared like at random. They were all sent by an evil organization, and that was a format that was really popular. So they decided to like stick with that. You know, same thing with Johnny Sacco or whatever before that. But you know, Common Rider made it super popular, and then <laughs> Ultraman Ace that was the one where it's like, okay, well, instead of having the kaiju that just appear at random there's going to be the choju which are the super beasts instead of the strange beasts and they're sent uh by this uh this one villain who wants to take over the world or whatever and then in zone fighter it's not the choju it's the kyoju the terror beasts that are sent by this alien uh thing so it's you know little little bits and pieces where like okay i see where they got that from there and you know Mm -hmm. the the character design and um uh, in Zone Fighter was actually done by the same guy that did Rainbow Man. So, you know, some of the costumes, especially if you look at, like, Zone Angel's outfit with the, yeah, the, the scarf, scarves. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. um, so. I was at, because people all, sometimes, I, I will say, I think that this show now is kind of unfairly called an Ultraman knockoff. I mean, it has its own flavor to it all anyway, but uh, this reminded me more of a Toei series. In terms of, like, the nonstop nature of the action, uh, that is definitely, like, a part of it. Uh, But, I mean, the Ultraman shows at the time were also, like, 
getting a little bit into that territory yeah. just because they, they needed to keep up with the the new hotness that was common rider yeah yeah it's that cyclical thing where like godzilla started to imitate gamera like yeah ultraman predated common rider but yeah the they started to take a lot from common rider like after a while too because i don't know you probably kind of have to in order to keep things like fresh but um, was the the uh, hodgepodge of like you have the the family fighting the the goons on the ground, but then fighting the you know you have the zone fighter fighting the giant monsters. That wasn't a thing until this show, or or was there stuff that predates that? I mean, the closest would be something like Silver Common, but like in Silver Common, like the whole family didn't transform. So uh, it's it, like that's a you could you could definitely credit like the the idea of like the transforming super team and then the the transition to the giant thing, like sort of predating when Sentai did it later. Uh, you, you could point, point to zone fighter for initiating that. And, and just having like that whole family team of superheroes, like maybe I'm just blanking on something, but I feel like I've seen more of those since zone fighter than before it. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprisingly early in the, in the, in this genre of, of, of television really like before that, like, yeah, you have, you don't really have the the transforming team like like you said Kevin like it's like uh like you had Ultraman which would always have like an Ultraman or you know Common Rider would have a Common Rider or there would be Spectreman or yeah, J- yeah. Johnny Sako or um like Space yeah. Giants but this really had like the there's a team and they all do different things yeah so like Maybe like Gatchaman would be something along those lines, but that's in animation and not in live action. So yeah, um, which also has you know the token little kid character. So yeah. <laughs> maybe they were they were pulling from that. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, the I I'll say um, I haven't watched as much. The seventies is probably like my biggest blind spot when it comes to these kinds of shows. Um, and I know a lot of them are absolutely insane. Uh, as far as the shows I've got a lot of experience with this is probably i think part of the reason i enjoyed it so much is because it's the most unpredictable even within a single episode i have no idea how how it gets to from one point to another i mean that in the best way because like something just completely insane will happen um and that really kind of made this uh, an enjoyable viewing for me. But, I mean, it, the show was completely bonkers. And I, I kind of, my heart soared. And I, I just had a lot of fun with it. That's my general, like, first impression um, that I took away. Um, how do you, how did you guys end up feeling about the series overall? It's a lot of fun. I think it, because it thrusts you, like, you get, the beginning has this exposition that tells you what happened and then they just thrust you into people fighting monsters and it happens so quickly. And then you have all of the insanity that follows. Like, I mean, you know, this kid that needs to have a cornea transplant because he got hit in the face with a ship. Like it's just insanity that happens throughout. Like the doctors are trying to, the doctors are the aliens, but they're trying to kill the kid with the scalpel and he has to be, has to be rescued. And it happens so quickly. And every time the, you know, the Garoga, they show up, you have like the webbed hands and like it's just it's a lot of fun and i think you know for someone jumping into a show if you just want to sit back and enjoy an episodic thing where crazy things are going to happen this is definitely something worth worthy of checking out 
Yeah, it's. I mean, even by the '70s standards, it's 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 manic. Like in most shows, you have like a proper pilot instead of like them just starting off at like, as you know, we're refugees from a dying planet, and like what? <laughs> yeah, That's there, exactly how it yeah. There's no origin episode. Like the first episode could be any episode, basically. Like it's it has the same opening prologue with the backstory, and then the episode just is like, yeah, deal with it. Like <laughs> there's no time for questions. The people people make a make a deal about how like the plot isn't resolved at the end of the show, but like. I, that somehow just feels entirely in fitting with the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no proper intro or finale. You could show this to someone and be like, "Yeah, this is a show that lasted like 50 episodes, and all that survives is the middle." <laughs> and it would be, it would be believable. <laughs> um, yeah. I. It's, it's really a crazy show, and uh, I mean, and. It, Doing TV series podcasts are always a little different than movies. We've done a few at this point. Um, so usually at this point, after we give you the kind of breakdown, general thoughts, um, we kind of uh, go around and talk about um, our favorite episodes. Um, so are you guys okay? Uh, do you guys have any episodes um, that you are ready to talk about? You feel like we're okay to transition into into that? Yeah, sure. That's a good, good starting point. Oh, oh, I have a, I have a follow up to what Matt said about the the episode where um the kid is hit with the, the ship. Uh, to give it a little more context and and kind of follow up what I was saying about how just like whatever the show's logic is, um, so Zone Junior that was one of his friends. They're like I think they say they're about ten or something. Um, so they're they're little kids. Uh, one of the aliens flies a remote-controlled ship into his, the, this child's face. Uh, the friend, not Zone Jr. And they're at the doctor, and the doctor is, is uh, like, hey, your friend, he, he's, this, this child, he, he has a permanently damaged cornea. Like, the only way to make him better is he needs a cornea transplant. And then Zone Jr. is there, I think with the, with, zone father and uh his dad tells the doctor oh akira that's that's his name he'll he'll tra- he'll he'll donate his eye and the doctor's like yeah but then he won't have an eye and then the dad is like no he'll it'll grow back he'll be fine and then the doctor you know any any doctor or really any person at that point would be like but like eyes don't grow back like what are you talking about but this guy's like huh Okay, well, let's do it. Like he doesn't question it. It's a normal thing for someone to say, according to this doctor. So, yeah, that's just a good example of how this show operates. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I needed to add context to that because it's like my favorite WTF thing uh, in like the first few episodes. Like at that point is when I knew this show was going to be insane. I think they're they're really lousy at hiding the the alien thing. They're, they're... <laughs> Like the Coneheads or something. Yeah, no, yeah, basically, yeah, essentially, the the aliens are really bad at basically everything. Um, their plans are always awful and never thought through, <laughs> and whatever they're trying to do can usually probably be be, be done uh, uh, better 
or easier by doing something else, but, like, the Garoga aliens have... They, they just choose the most complicated, needlessly complicated plan. Like, they make Bond villains look, like, like <laughs> competent. Like, they, they choose the most easily... They don't ever do anything the easy way. It's always, what's the most difficult and complicated way to do something that is most likely to fail? And then when it fails, they're like, oh, screw it, just launch a monster at at Earth. And then they fight a monster, and then Zone Fighter fight, fights a monster. And Zone Fighter is not, uh, he does not fight lightly. Like, he, he will beat their ass, like, mercilessly. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how an episode ends. Well, I mean, I'm I'm still holding out hope that I'll be able to uh, take over the world by convincing a guy that he's water skiing when he's not. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that episode's yeah. great. I'm gonna get to that episode. <laughs> episode three has you were talking about Zone Fighter. Like, the episode three has this monster that has a head on the front and the back, and that's very like the the monster designs themselves are insane. But anyway, uh, Zone Fighter basically blasts off one arm and then uses that monster's arm to cut off. The, the other arm for, of the monster like he's basically taking the arm and, and just killing him killing him with it and it's just that kind of stuff happens pretty often you get lots of dismemberment and it's just insanity and you get a lot of that in some of the 70s alter shows as well but like episode three just seeing like him rip off the arm and then attack the monster with his own arm and then cut his arm off it's just i, I wasn't i wasn't prepared for that so early on <clears throat> Uh, so he's got this uh, this attack with uh, he's got wrist bracelets that shoot missiles out of them, and there's times where he'll go and like punch in that point blank range, shoot the missiles into them. <laughs> Sometimes it cuts to the other side of the monster, and the missiles are coming out the other side. It's it's glorious. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's uh, the missile might. Is yeah meteor missile. Yeah, might. that and his proton beam are the two. Like I guess his common like final moves because you know all these superheroes they got to have a final move that they wait until the very end for um this also keeps up with the trend of all uh uh, that ultraman said of having like a timer on the the transformation uh that it means absolutely nothing um and (laughs) and, they try to like make it more interesting (laughs) yeah in ultraman it just kind of like oh he's got 30 seconds left and then he continues to fight for five minutes until he kills the monster and this it usually ends up with junior and angel flying their ship called Smokey. uh it lives in a well i guess it's a ship it doesn't live but yeah it it it, it's (laughs) it stays in a permanent uh cloud of smoke in the sky uh but it usually sends like an energy uh like replenishment to him uh there's been there's uh maybe one or two times where like he actually does transform back which um uh, at least the original ultraman series i don't even know if it happens once i'm not sure but um anyhow we we just kind of went crazy for oh favorite episodes um anyone want to start with uh favorite episodes I'll give an easy one. The fourth episode is is the first appearance of Godzilla, the Monster of Justice. But that that entire episode is awesome. And one of the things I love about it, there's just very intense. Like the the special effects are very intense. There's a really great mi- military battle. Everything is actually kind of built up. I think it's a very complete episode. And Godzilla has to fight. Uh, it becomes a two on two brawl, and it's just a lot of fun. 
Um, the other thing is there's a Garaga that basically is in disguise, and he's making toys come to life um, once they're open and attack people, which is bonkers and a lot of fun. I think that would have been my favorite episode, even if it didn't have Godzilla in it. Yeah, uh, that concept is great. Because the, the drama is, you know, uh, Zone Angel's, I guess, old boyfriend from Peaceland shows up, and it's it's almost like a subversion of what you expect, because this guy shows up, and everyone in the family's like, uh, he's he's really suspicious. He's probably a Garga agent. And she's like, no, I believe him. And, you know, the one person that believes him, like, no, she's wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Opposite, yeah. Um, that's in a Shiro Honda episode as well. Um, yeah. That also has the part where uh, when the when the, the boyfriend does his uh, heel turn, I guess, he sh- the, the Zone family... I'm not sure if it's the whole family or if it's just Zone Fighter. I, I don't remember spe- exactly, but he takes over the airwaves on the TV, and he's watching. Zone Fighter is watching TV, and he's like, "Ha ha ha! Well, uh, the monsters Spilar and Wargilgar uh, are going to come and annihilate your planet, or something." In Zone Fighter, he transforms. Uh, and flies through the television set in his living room, which transports <laughs> I totally him. Forgot about that somehow. Which transports him into the middle of the the kaiju invasion, and then that's what kicks off like the last act of the episode. Um, uh, no, that, I, that, I think that's probably a a, a, a going to be a common favorite for anyone that watches this. Um, yeah, that's a Honda episode with Kawakita doing uh, being the effects director. Um, no, that that's the first episode I saw, because yeah, the yeah yeah that's the first episode I ever saw, um, and uh, Morase built the two monsters for that episode. I'm not sure if he did any more, but um, anyone that has his photo book, um, there's there's stuff with the making of of the the kaiju suits. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, you got any more examples, Matt? We're just we'll just go around the room. <laughs> I mean, the you know the second King Ghidorah episode is. I'm just kind of going down my list here. Um, it, it's a there's it's a two parter episode. Ghidorah kind of shows up in the first one, but like in the second one, he just gets his ass beat. And uh, oh yeah, he's like trying to like tie his heads in knots and stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's very it's it's crazy. Um, I mean that that's a, a fun episode. Anytime Godzilla shows up, I think you're in for a pretty good treat because like watching them. Watching kind of like the banter between Zone Fighter and Godzilla. When I say banter, the way that they act towards each other and kind of play off each other is a lot of fun. Um, there's the the one with the giant ball. that. Ex- How many times are we going to see the Zone Fighter family throw a giant bomb like out the window and not blow up their house? Like That happens <laughs> probably 20 times, I feel like, throughout the, enti- throughout the series. That's just what that proton bearer is for. Yeah. I thought the, 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 the birthday episode was pretty good. That's another uh, Honda episode. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, she the girl is having her 16th birthday, and there's a cake bomb. Yes, and... there is a cake bomb. There's also a hypnotized uh, like baker or whatever that like <laughs> makes the cake bomb or delivers the cake bomb. I can't remember exactly. Um, yeah, Zone it... Fighter defeats the monster by using static electricity off a tree and touching him because it's like. It's like a monster that uh, uses was it magnetic current or, or electric current or something, and Zone Fighter basically like shorts him out. He rubs a tree and then he touches the the robot and then like eventually it blows it up. 
Yeah, that he um he rubs the tree like under his armpit to give it static. <laughs> um and that episode was directed by Honda and written by Fukuda. Is that the only time that Honda has directed a Fukuda written uh joint here? Maybe. I don't know. That may be Stuff like that that's that's interesting to think about. Um I don't know, maybe it's not, but to, to me it is. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the other one episode that is a lot of fun, seven, the 17th episode, there's a Smokey gets stolen, uh, which is the aforementioned ship that hides in a, in a cloud. And they basically have to like go, it doesn't end up like on another planet. And there's this, there's a monster that basically, uh, does the, uh, angerous attack from uh, Godzilla final wars where it balls up and like bounces all over the place. But at the, after zone fighter defeats the monster, a uh, cross comes up and a halo appears over it. Which was really strange. Did anyone here yeah. understand that? I was going to defer to... I'm like, Kevin, this has to be something that you get. Because I, I, I thought it was hilarious, but like I, I didn't really get it. Um, well, the, the monster's dead, so uh, cross, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because the show is insane? I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's really bizarre. But um, no, that, that episode's on my list, too. Um yeah, Smokey gets stolen, and, uh, yeah, they end up on, Zone Fighter ends up on another planet fighting a creature called, uh, um, Balgaras, and, yeah, he rolls up into a ball, and, I don't know, the, the, whatever the suit actor in that monster costume is doing was, like, really strange and interesting to me. He had, I don't know, his movements were just so bizarre, and so I don't know who was in that suit. I don't know if it's someone that uh, did a, any a lot of stuff with Toho, but I don't know. It, it was really strange. Like he kind of like, uh, like has like a weird walk where like he's like bent one way and like all the pressure is basically on one side of his body. Um, and yeah, no, that episode is super weird. Um, and yeah, that, that monster was a lot of fun. Um, it's one of the few, like there was a, some manga zone fighter adaptations, I guess. And that was like one of the few that I was able to find any images from. The other one, I'm, I'm, and then I'm gonna stop blabbing. Uh, there's a two part episode. It's 18 and 19. But the thing that, that I laughed about the most was they play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's, I'll get to that one. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the, the last part of that episode is incredible. Anyway, you guys pick some stuff. All right. Uh, Kevin, you want to go next? Sure. I mean, that, that two-parter, uh, I mean, that was, that was another Yeah, let's just segue into one, that because, but... yeah, that, that's, if that's on both of our, uh, like, wow. favorites, yeah. So that's a two-parter um, directed by Ashiro Honda. It ends – so basically there's an explosive device – Right, like that PS seventy three or something. I think. Yeah, that's, yeah, and it gets stolen by the Garogas, and they put it in one of their monsters, um, which is um, let's see, Gundangarus. Yeah, and um, at the same time, uh, a a comet is going to collide into Earth. Um, but it what or but once it enters the atmosphere, I guess the magnetic field or something could detonate the explosive, and so Zone Fighter is trying to defeat it with with like um, 
without like beating it up. So yeah, he plays rock pa- rock paper scissors, and then they they uh, do a fencing match with trees. Uh, and then in the third part, um, they play a game of ring toss, and then the monster loses the game of ring toss, and then he starts to freak out, and Zone Fighter fights the monster, and he hits the monster in the head so hard that its eyes pop out of its sockets. <laughs> Zone Fighter rips the eyes out, and then proceeds to uh, cut off the arms and head of the monster, and then uh, fly its armless, headless corpse into space. <laughs> Oh man, that episode's awesome. I mean, we 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 were joking about all of the dismemberment that happens <laughs> in the series. I mean, uh, Godzilla especially has a tendency to you know rip off enemies something and beat them with it. Yep. Uh, yeah, Godzilla but, only does that in this show. What's up with that? I, I love how it it like the show itself sort of subverts that with a Jeller episode because he rips a piece off of Jeller and then it grows into a new Jeller. Right. Yeah. Godzilla rips some kind of appendage off and it grows into another one. Yeah. So that, that, that was a, that was a cool one. Um, shocker that we picked, uh, a lot of Honda episodes so far, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder, wonder how that happened. Uh, let's see. I, I also liked, uh, Episode 10, uh, which is the one where uh, there's an orb that comes out of nowhere and he shoots it and it explodes. And then it winds up being that when this happened, a monster got somehow possessed his shadow and was living in it. So it was like (laughs) making him sick. (laughs) Yeah, that was really strange. That that was actually pretty cool. He was like getting fevers and stuff because a monster was living inside his shadow. Was was that also the one where they have to go into like uh, the the Garaga are hanging out on a on a like sunken ship? Yeah, yeah. Like what what alien invaders go to the bottom of the ocean <laughs> in a sunken ship to make their pick? I don't really understand anything they do because it's established in the show. I guess we could have mentioned this in the Smoky episode that we talked about, where uh, he goes to the other planet and fights the ball monster, like. They have, they operate out of, like, another dimension, like a fourth dimension. And, like, you keep seeing, seeing like Kevin said, this has them in the shipwreck. Like, throughout this series, they keep establishing, like, bases in our dimension for, like, no reason that basically function the same way as what they do in the, their own fourth dimensional headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, you got any more? Uh, I mean, uh, another Godzilla episode. I I really liked the um, the the one with the the Zandalar, the one with the the burrowing monster that has just a huge drill on his his, yeah, his entire head. Uh, I mean, he's goofy. Uh, he's one of the few Zone Fighter monsters that they actually made toys of. Yeah, that's uh, a cool episode. Yeah, there, there's a part where he fights Zone Fighter underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Godzilla rips his tail off, too. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, all right, well, yeah, I wanted to give you guys kind of the uh, the first pick of for favorite episodes. Um, a couple, uh, I'll just, I'm going to go down mine here. Um, not so much an episode, but the second episode as a monster I thought was really interesting. Um, and uh, that 
is uh, the monster is Destro King, and it's like a two-headed monster, but it's not like, I don't know, just the, the suit is really weird and like wiry. Um, uh, yeah, Matt, you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned the monster, uh, with, that gets, uh, uh, dismembered with its own limb. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the second head is on the back of, uh, is on his back and basically serves no purpose. Like, these monsters are pretty out there. Um, oh, I wanted to ask, um, the Ghidorah episode, was that the only reference to Ghidorah having gravity powers until oh shit yeah yeah until i think final wars when with kaiser Ghidorah, and then um it seems like the new movie king of the monsters is kind of gonna explore that but is that accurate on screen maybe i mean he he has that uh when he first shows up in in the in the 64 movie yeah i guess the the, meteor the magnetic yeah stuff but that's not exact i mean we, it's, well, like, it's definitively in, not exactly gravity, <laughs> right? Yeah, like in this episode, the he basically like there's a these cars get start floating because of the gravity effects. They start floating in midair or whatever. Which also yeah. is it's, that episode's weird because like the Garoga send King Ghidorah to basically blow up a building. <laughs> it's like why do you what do you need King Ghidorah to do that for? <laughs> well, just take the cake bomb and use that instead, man. Come on. <laughs> right. Um... Uh, anyhow, um... I mean, the resolution for, for, for Kitra is also just, like, they fight, and then he goes away, and they're like, don't worry, he won't be back. Like, yeah, really? that because was... history shows otherwise. Well, also, like, Zone Fighter breaks his neck several times, because, like, he, he hits it and, like, puts it over his knee, and, like, they make crackling sounds. I'm like, how is this thing still alive? And then he manages to fly away. I'm sure that was Toho being like... We're going to have Ghidra in the episode, but you can't technically kill it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I, I kind of got off on my own tangent there. But, uh, oh, an episode that um, I really liked was the uh, the Red Spider episode where they go to the zoo. Um, so basically, there's a, a Garoga spider, which I guess is a spider they created that... Um, it bites, I guess it bites an animal, and the animal, like, uh, goes crazy? I don't know, it's never really, it's not well defined. Uh, but essentially, the spider ends up uh, going to the zoo, um, and uh, it it bites uh, the gorilla, one of the gorillas, and uh, yeah, the idea is the blood that it gets from the animals will contribute to uh the their terror beasts that they make the 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 garoga make um so uh they they this normal gorilla is transformed into the ugliest damn ape suit you can like this side of king kong 62 uh it just looks like this deformed thing um and uh uh, so the Zone family uh, murders the poor, tormented animal, uh, and then they fight uh, a giant uh, spider called Spideros, and uh, that episode is delightfully insane. Um, the Gigan episode we haven't talked about yet, um, that was a Fukuda episode, uh, and um, 
that one's pretty fun. Um, that one has, uh, I guess, a competing racer uh, with Zone Fighter who is, like, gonna win this title, and I don't know, there's a, a subplot about their relationship and jealousy, um, Zone Fighter's, I guess, friend, I don't know, they're not really friends, uh, but anyway, he is, uh, shot to death with machine gun, uh, wielding Garoga grasshopper aliens, um, and, uh, they send Gigan out, and Godzilla fights Gigan, uh, and then uh, Zone Fighter is actually the one to definitively kill Gigan, um, which, uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? It's kind of weird that that's Gigan's fate is at the end of a Zone Fighter episode. I, for one, enjoy trolling Gigan fans, so I feel <laughs> good about it. Uh, I, I mean... Obviously, it has to happen for because it's in his own fighter show. But like, I wish it was Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't kill Ghidorah. Yeah, uh, the this, that episode is like very, has a very somber ending. They like basically end at the the gravesite for his friend. I thought that was kind of different and unique for that show. Yeah. Like, you who again? Happy. Who again? We see on screen being massacred with machine guns in the children's television series. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Welcome to the 70s. (laughs) Uh, That's also the one where Godzilla shows up, he fights Gigan for a bit, and then he he smashes a power line that, I guess, Zone Fighter is, he's stuck in a a car that is, like, going to be compacted in this junkyard, and Godzilla saves him by smashing the the power cable on the the electrical towers, and... um, if you're wondering why doesn't Zone Fighter just transform into his big form and break out of the car, the show addresses this by showing him attempt to do it, and then he just goes, ugh, and then he just kind of, like, keels over. So I, I, I don't know why being in a car makes it so he can't turn giant, uh, because reasons, I guess. And then Godzilla beats up Gigan. Gigan's on the ground, and then Godzilla just walks away. Um, like, he doesn't make sure Gigan is dead, um, so he's a bad friend, he just kind of, like, is like, well, okay, bye, uh, and then, so Zone Fighter ends up having to fight Gigan himself, and, yeah, he ends up killing him, but, uh, yeah, that episode's insane. Uh, then the one right after it is crazy, uh, so the plot, the Garoga's plot, they have this giant egg, and they are taking chickens... Um, like, they're kidnapping just truckloads of chickens, which are going to give power to this egg somehow, so it can hatch into this giant bird monster. Um, that is every bit as crazy as it sounds. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, there's a, there's a few more I, I need to highlight here that we haven't talked about. Um, oh, shit. Oh, the episode right after that, the kids, the kids that are given drugs and become the the aliens. Yeah, that's like a weird. I don't know if that's like their attempt at like an anti drug <laughs> uh, <laughs> message, but yeah, the the yeah these kids take this drug that's supposed to make them smarter and pass all their grades, uh, and it really just turns them into garogas, and so. 
I remember, like, towards the end of the episode, because Zone Fighter, like, beats the hell out of a bunch of them, and then, like, they're just, like, laying there, and I was like, did he just kill a bunch of kids? But then they show them transform back, and it's like, okay, they're they're, they're fine. I was kind of, part of me was hoping. <laughs> I mean, after the gorilla, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, apparently getting smarter doesn't make them smart enough to not just take random drugs that uh, guys in a van give them. Yeah. That's also the one where, like, these kids are, like, eight, and they're, like, having to solve these mathematical equations that I'm not sure if kids of their age group should be answering. And then the teacher uh, proceeds to, like, berate the poor kid. He's like, you should just go back to first grade if you can't answer this, you dumb piece of shit or something. And then that's when the kid gets sad and, like, yeah, he gets... Uh, suckered into trying this this drink that the disguised Garogas give him. Yeah, um, episode twenty is one of my favorites, um, and that is uh, uh, <laughs> okay. So episode twenty is called "Fierce Fight." Can you hear the fighters' song? I don't know why it's called that, uh, but that's where um, the Garogas. Uh, have a monster called Gorum who has two heads, and he has a belt, and on the side of each side of that belt, on his hips, is a pistol. Like, a pistol. Like, it's like a cowboy belt with the two pistols. And he pulls the... He he has, like, guns. The kaiju has guns. Um, And this monster is... uh, So, he has two heads, and one head... One side of him is... um, basically made made out of children who are still sentient and zone fighter has to make sure not to damage that uh like when he fights he he can't be too hard on that because you like he'll hear the kids like ow ow that hurts um and so uh to solve that zone fighter cuts off uh the head of i think the side that has the children in it and that like Kills the monster and like makes the children reappear. You, I, I don't know what is going on in the writer's room of Zone Fighter, but it's amazing. Um, uh, and then uh, we we gave a brief mention to the Jeller episode, um, which with Godzilla. That's another favorite of mine. Um, and then uh, oh yeah, we mentioned. The episode um, with the uh, the the hypnosis. So I don't even really understand what the Garoga plot was in this. Um, so they dispatch a monster Bakugan. This is another Honda episode, by the way. Uh, and this is like a giant taper creature who has the power to make w- the environment around him um, like. A mirage. So, so in, in Japanese mythology, tapers are um, associated with dreams. Okay. See, I did not know that. Um, yeah, good stuff. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, he he he. I don't know what they were. They told him to do exactly, but for whatever reason, Bakugan. I don't know. Maybe he was supposed to turn the whole world into a crazy dream planet, or and just sucks at his job. But really, all he does is goes near a junkyard and turns the junkyard into a playground. So like, kids are playing in like barbed wire, and Zone Junior is coming home with cuts all over himself, and they're like, "What are you? What?" And then um, 
they go there and they see all these kids playing in a junkyard because I guess it's only effective on the children. And um, they're like, oh, what are you guys doing? Like, you need to get out of here. This isn't a playground. And uh, Zone Fighter fights Bakugan, who, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't really know what <laughs> what the plot was here or why, why they decided that a playground needed to, like, stand in for a junkyard i i it, guess because they're mean <laughs> sort of self-defeating like I, I think i think their their base must have been in the scrapyard or something so like <laughs> we're gonna disguise this scrapyard as an amusement park and that'll make it less consistent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a part where he brings home like a bunched up thing of barbed wire and he's like look at this flower i found and they're like what this isn't a flower um but no that episode is really i mean i struggle to find the words for a lot of these uh but that episode's incredibly bizarre um the one after that geez another honda episode well, I, I think that there's, you could even make a case for some like social commentary you know as, as honda was wont to do because there's a bit where you know they go to these kids that are playing and they're like you're living in a fantasy world like check this out this this glass like you look through this and you can see the world for what it is and they just like they won't look they just shatter it like yeah <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, I could see that you talk to people that sometimes deny things that are in front of them yeah <laughs> um and then another episode that uh i really like one that i remembered from um when i was a kid and i first saw a few episodes is um the the monster the one with the monster needler which is um like the garogas are hiding out in the mountains and they're trying to like convert these it, they they're trying to do these surgical implants that'll make people zombies basically that'll do whatever they say um the monster needler is just a really weird looking almost like a totem pole looking creature um that shoots like uh, ninja stars and sharp stuff, basically. And I think the reason I remember this episode from when I was a child is because Zone Fighter does what he does, and he cuts the monster's head off, but unlike the other beheadings in this series, there's, like, arterial spray, like, it's like a brutal, like, Friday the 13th, like, Evil Dead-looking beheading. Like, there's... Like his face slides off in slow motion, and then blood just spews everywhere yeah and i yeah i think that's why i remember this episode so much more than some of the other ones is i i think as a kid i was not prepared for that like I, <laughs> um but that actually oh god uh, this one also has the the surgery sequences where you see them inserting things and that was uh, uh up there on the you know collection of surgery sequences like with the autopsy and destroy all monsters or yeah um mecha godzilla or something and then the episode following that is another one of my favorites and that's uh uh the one where basically i i I mean i feel like i mean they didn't know the show was going to get canceled but i feel like this would have been a better finale episode because it's basically where the the garogas are like we're sick of screwing around why don't we just send out like a crap ton of monsters all at once like no one will be able to do anything and then like idiots they send out like six monsters and then like morons they subtract like 
half of them into these like uh, little like capsules, and so they put these capsule monsters like all around the city, like in trash cans and mailboxes. I don't know. It's some it's some real Looney Tunes shit that they're doing, <laughs> and then they're like because. I don't know because reasons um these these capsules will hatch in like 3 hours and all these monsters will basically come and destroy the world. Um again, you they're doing something very simple in the dumbest way possible. Um so they have to find all the capsule monsters before the time limit and then um uh Godzilla and Zone Fighter end up fighting uh, a few of the monsters themselves. This is the one where Zone Fighter uses his uh, missile wristband and he shoot he kills um uh one of the monsters by walking up to him and like shooting it through his body and there's like bloody mist <laughs> everywhere. Um but I like this cuz I I'm, I don't know. I I am a sucker for, you know, just the monster mash stuff and there's this one has a whole lot of monsters in it and it's a lot of fun um so yeah those are my favorite episodes and geez i think between the three of us we've probably recapped like at least half of this series (laughs) think so which is which isn't a bad thing i mean if anything it just speaks for how much we all enjoyed it and um uh so yeah, I guess moving on. Um, uh, I guess let's let's talk about the m- monsters for a moment. Um, I mean, we've talked about a lot of them, but I mean, I guess design wise, personality wise, or just um, are, do you guys have any favorite monsters that just stuck out as you as cool or even just cool looking? War Gilgar. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's fantastic. You know, the long neck, the, like, weird insectoid face, the <laughs> mouth that can shoot cannons but also has a flamethrower in it. <laughs> yeah, and I think as far as, like, I mean, this is, uh, even by this fandom standards, still kind of an obscure show. I He's probably one of the more, I guess, if you can call any of the original monsters in this well-known I think he's one of the ones that kind of shows up in stills and stuff a little, a little more. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was is a fantastic episode. It was the Godzilla debut episode. It makes sense that yeah, that one would. Yeah, be he's cool. Throwing around like, a lot. Uh, I like the Aurora, which is the the monster that has the two heads, the one on the back that's basically useless. Yeah. And the- <laughs> Yeah, he's got the sides arms. He got he's got basically giant sword arm kind of things, which is why Godzilla, when he takes the first one off, he can use that to dismember the rest of him. Yeah, he's 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 like your prototypical seventies TV kaiju, where like you can tell they didn't have the same amount of time or care uh put into the designs or the suits where they're just like come up with a monster and then they're just like uh well he's got a head here a head here a sword arm here and he's just like a hodgepodge of parts that's what a lot of these monsters are like but yeah he's like the poster boy for that um uh well i already talked about bulgaras i like him a lot we talked about uh zandola the drill-headed monster uh, that thing's just so lovably goofy. Uh, it doesn't have eyes. Its head is just a giant drill. Um, he's cool. Uh, Gorum, that's my boy with the two pistols. Uh, <laughs> I like Spideros a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spideros is 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 cool. He shows up in a couple episodes. Um, yeah. Uh, Bakugan the Taper. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've talked about a lot of my favorites. Um, Kevin mentioned Jeller. I like him a lot. Uh, Balgaras would be. I, I love that. That episode is is great. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then there's some that are just like <laughs> I don't know, like like I was saying, just like parts put together. The, uh, another unique thing about this is there are there are several episodes that have more than one kaiju, so it's not entirely monster of the week. You know, they'll have like the first monster that he defeats, and then a later one uh, w- within the same episode. So uh, yeah, they do that a couple times. Yeah, so like w- one of those like sort of throw ones. I, I just like the design. It's dragon King, uh, shows up in episode seven. Yeah. And that's, um, that's a kind of weird one too. Um, cause he's got like, I don't know. This is, it's one that looks like they just took like different animal parts <laughs> and put them all together. Mm-hmm. Like he's got, a like the side of him is like, kind of like, there's like kind of a hole <laughs> in his side, and then he's got yeah he's got like two crab claws and a like I don't know if they're look going for like a, a lobster whisker kind of thing, but it looks like he has like a big mustache basically. Yeah, I mean it feels like a similar like thought process of however they came up with Gigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just here's a bunch of stuff. Put it put it together. <laughs> um. There's one that shows up in the second to last episode that is like a, I don't know, it looks like a walrus looking thing that his eyes look almost like sunglasses. He has, it almost looks like he has dreadlocks and he's got swords for arms. Uh, Kabutogira is its name, which I'm sure is some combination of words that would make sense. Kabuto is helmet, so. All right, all right. That explains the, yeah, that explains a lot. Um... (laughs) some truly bizarre uh creatures in here um and it's even weirder when you have Godzilla who um the Godzilla appearances are alternated between the the actors that did um Godzilla in Mecha Godzilla 74 and Terror which are two different suit actors um and so it's that same kind of Godzilla he runs um he like bounces around on his feet kind of does like boxing moves almost um so it's that kind of 70s godzilla and then like he's thrust into these battles with the monsters that are just completely weird looking and it it's it's, i would imagine for any fan watching these for the first time who has seen all the godzilla movies like a billion times it's kind of surreal to see the godzilla suit fighting these different creatures almost like you're discovering like a lost godzilla movie um so that's another reason i would say check it out because yeah that's like it it is weird (laughs) seeing godzilla in a tv show like that there there was a i think it was a fan project or something where somebody took war in space and they tried to edit in all the godzilla sequences as though it were part of the alien invasion yeah i know what you're talking i forget what it's called i know what you're talking about i I wanted to ask a question real quick kevin can you i haven't seen a ton of the 70s ultraman stuff but like how bizarre and because i know the 70s stuff i have seen there's some pretty outlandish monster battles and plots and stuff how would you say this compares to the the later ultraman shows 
Uh, I mean, it's it's on the same level. I mean, you know, you'll have the 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 giant monster that makes makes mochi or whatever in, in Ultraman. Uh, I, one of the things that was part of the uh, of the plan for Zone Fighter that wasn't actually incorporated into the show is before they had the the thought of having Zone Junior as one of the the transforming characters. It was going to be that um, Hikaru and Hotaru always had to be together in order to uh, to transform, and that's sort of like what they had in in Ultraman Ace. Yeah, there's two people that combine into the into the Ultraman and that. Is that where they they stopped doing that like halfway through the series because sexism? <laughs> well, that's the behind the camera reason. <laughs> the the, uh, the on screen reason, which was she remembered that she was another alien that was completely unrelated to Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like that. That's that. Sims, that's like that Simpsons episode with Poochie the dog. <laughs> like yeah, I must I, go to my home planet. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, she she remembered she was Princess Kaguya or whatever. <laughs> to go to, to the moon. Uh, um, yeah, no, no, um, yeah. That that was all. That like they had to shake hands. I think um, to like for them to be able to transform. Um, well, I guess since we're segueing uh, off of our, I guess highlights and stuff. Um, some of the trivia and stuff we've kind of talked about, like Zone Angel would be able to be a giant like Zone Fighter. Um, they would be able to transform uh, by shaking each other's hands. Another thing about Zone Angel, um, Hotaru was uh, originally going to ha- have an obsession with pandas and have a pet panda monster called Pandaron who would protect her when she's in danger. I don't know why... Uh, superhero that can turn giant needs a panda creature to to protect her but um but yeah that was uh that was one of the uh ideas as well um, i wonder if there's any concept art from that i don't know i i i'm sure it's out there maybe in a japanese book or a japanese website but like i mean we complain about it all the time kevin you basically wrote a book literally um <laughs> calling out the fandom for not paying attention to interesting things um uh so i i'm sure it's out there and it's just something that at least i mean hell maybe even in japan it's just something that isn't circulated much because it's like unfortunately nobody cares unless it's like one of the godzilla movies um but yeah it's got i would imagine it's out there because um the sci-fi japan article that um we all uh did our it was a source of our homework even has some concept art for zone fighter with some early designs of zone fighter and the garogas and so i it's got to be out there somewhere uh so i mean the the disheartening thing is that it does seem like a lot of this stuff uh because it wasn't taken that seriously when it was made they didn't do a whole lot of preservation or, or all that much note taking. Oh yeah, you know, even, yeah. Even even the theatrical films, there's a whole lot of like, uh, well, we don't really remember. How <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And then like anyone that was a haze for everybody. Involved. Yeah, and then like anyone that anyone that uh, you could ask theoretically is dead. <laughs> so well, okay, <laughs> I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I mean that that. So I was I was, I I love the the Ishiro Honda biography, 
but I was like, well, it's it's sort of a shame that there wasn't more on the on the TV projects mm-hmm. that were in there. And I I get that probably he didn't care that much about it, but yeah. I still feel like a lot of this it deserves some analysis. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, and I I mean that's just a part of coming with I would imagine like just a lot of these people are dead and then the only people you can ask are their family members and they're just kind of like i don't i don't know <laughs> you know yeah why would i why you know why would they know you know yeah it feels like nobody in japan really cares about some of these shows so we don't know <laughs> there's just not much out there even in japan as far as i know yeah um uh well, the some of the some of the um things i've seen you know we'll we'll watch a zone fighter episode and then at the end it'll have the like copyrights for godzilla gigan and kinky address like yeah okay but but only those monsters yeah it's like toho's like uh you know these uh they, they, yeah they're they're just they just want to um protect their cash cows basically hey. <laughs> do you do you think uh, these monsters can be part of the monsterverse guys Sorry, I was. Uh, I mean, if I was at Legendary, I would be trying to do things that that are that stupid, and I would probably lose my job in like three hours. But <laughs> you have kids take drugs and turn into aliens. I yeah, see that in the I I I did have an article where I suggested Bakugan for this. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Bakudan, <laughs> damn it. Um, uh, yeah, we uh, we mentioned the original concept was Peace Land would would just die out uh from just this the planet's natural lifespan dying out which might actually have made more sense than the garoga attack i don't know uh one thing i can get damn near guarantee is most likely lost is uh there was a commercial for i guess siscorn kisscorn c-i-s-c-o-r-n uh starring the zone family which is a, a was like a brand of cornflake cereal uh who knows if that exists anywhere <laughs> if it does um i mean the the siscorn shows up in the episodes quite a bit oh okay and they're sitting around the table there's like prominent product placement okay <laughs> there you go um and then uh yeah I, I mentioned there was some manga stuff um uh kevin well you said Zend- zendola was one like one of the only monsters they made toys of but i i was kind of like just farting around online and uh I th- not too long ago maybe a couple years ago there there was a line that made figures of nearly all of the the zone fighter um monsters i'll I'll try and find the link and send it to you they're they're decent figures too i i don't remember who makes them um matt were you're they, were they like marmot style or like uh like keshi or what, what um sort of were they? they seemed a little kind of between the less cartoony marmot s- style. Um, Matt, have do you have you uh, seen any of this I've stuff? Not seen any of these? No. Okay, I'll I'll try and send you guys the link. They're 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 not bad figures, but yeah, they're very recent, like within the last couple uh, couple of years. Okay, yeah, I have the uh, the link here. Um, Oh, I know what I'm looking for as my next Mandarake trip. <laughs> yeah, they they made a good deal of them. Yeah, I, I would I would put them up there with the less cartoony um, marmots in terms of how I would describe the 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 the, the sculpts and stuff. 
Mm. Um, okay. Or maybe maybe even so, maybe something like uh, the early Bullmarks. Uh, B Club, it looks like, is one of the uh, the guys that was doing a lot of those. Uh, a company called Rainy Day has a Bakugan model kit. Um, anyway, yeah, I'll send you guys. Utari is another brand. It looks like it did some figures. B Club and Utari are the names I'm seeing a lot here. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, B Club makes a lot. Of, okay. A lot of- Stuff and stuff. Oh, and then and then Marmot did uh, Wargilgar and Spylar. Um, yeah, I'll send you guys the link and I'll, I'll post it on the page. It's a it's a big thread on Toho Kingdom, um, but it has just a it has a crap ton of photos. I'm looking um, at. I actually just stumbled upon some. These are some pretty cool toys. Yeah, and then there's actually two Zendolas. There's a Utari one, and then one from a company called Carrick. Ticks. The character yeah. that one's weird because they put eyes on them. That's the one that I remember. Okay. Yeah, that they make a lot of really expensive Godzilla stuff that are like kind of one-offs and weird color variations and things. So they're they're pretty cool and they're they're very expensive. Yeah. But oh yeah, there's there's some decent stuff on here. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how easy it is to find. I I don't think I think a lot of this stuff is isn't that old. But yeah, it, but it looks like they are going for about two hundred bucks a figure. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, oh, Matt, they got Dorora. That's your that's your boy. That thing's awesome. I just want to like take it apart and stab it. Stab it. Somewhere. Yeah. One, yeah. One of his arms is like a sword, and then the other one is like a flower. <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's so awesome. It's freaking weird. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I think we did a, a good job of covering all the all the bases. Um, uh, so I don't know. I guess we can say, uh, what would your star rating be for Zone Fighter? What kind of what kind of rating system are we going to use? That's the that's the Ooh, really- wow. I mean, how many regrown eyeballs? How many? <laughs> <laughs> yeah how many paper scissors yeah how many paper scissors rocks play uh uh playing kaiju <laughs> choose your pick um but yeah i don't know how how uh how would you rank this uh out of five uh i'm gonna give this uh four kids on drugs becoming aliens four four out of five kids on drugs becoming aliens it's it's a lot of fun it's a fever dream the more i think about it the more i appreciate just how insane it is and over the top and the fact that like it literally throws caution to the wind and just dives right in and it doesn't care to explain stuff that like normal shows would try is actually a lot more fun i think and then of course you get the benefit of having godzilla and having gagian and ghidra and so i think that kind of nudges it up a little bit as well so i'm gonna go four out of five all right, Kevin. What do you say? Uh, I'm I'm not quite that uh, in, enamored. I mean, it's 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 a thing where uh, I, I'd probably give it give it a three, maybe a three and a half for that for that Toho connection um, because it's 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 a messy show and it it doesn't do things as well as the Ultraman series were doing at the same time. Uh, but at the same time, as uh, as that loyalist, you know the having Showa era Godzilla, like my, my favorite Godzilla, uh, these, these additional 
debatably apocryphal adventures is is just fantastic so uh yeah would would recommend uh i'm i agree with both of you uh objectively and critically uh you know i'm with kevin i mean the show's insane uh it doesn't it doesn't make a lick of sense uh um but yeah i mean I haven't watched as many... I mean, I've watched samples of a lot of tokusatsu shows. I haven't seen a lot of them, you know, from front to finish. Um, uh, But, you know, I've seen, you know, all of Ultraman, Ultra 7, Ultra Q. I I like those shows a lot. Um, I've seen all of, you know, some of the recent stuff. Ultraman Max is a favorite of mine. And... uh, nothing against those shows at all but for something a little wackier and just i admire the just the confidence this show has in just saying you know i we're just gonna go all out and swing for the fences and sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it is the most gloriously insane thing you could hope to see um and just that unpredictability uh tied in with just like that does come with a level of creativity uh, that I appreciate as well. Um, you have a lot of Toho's top talent really just with the nose to the grindstone churning it out and giving sincere effort. Uh, I mean, June Fukuda, the poor guy, hated the Godzilla movies he did. I can't imagine what he was thinking directing and writing this show, but whatever hatred he had just manifests as pure uh, it, 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 it manifests his pure insanity <laughs> and uh, it has to be admired t- to that degree um, I was not expecting this show to be this insane it was a pleasant surprise um, I like the more traditional you know all the original Ultraman okay but it's like you know you know what you're gonna get and you know what you're gonna get to a degree with this but like every other episode is like what what just happened who was on drugs what was going on in this writer's room um and for that i'm gonna give this four out of five uh uh blood squirts from a a decapitated monster um I, 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 you know, I, I don't know how often I'll do a whole rewatch of the series, but the favorite episodes I have are definitely the kinds of things I would turn on to some friends that like kaiju. I mean, there's no reason a kaiju fan shouldn't go seek out the Bakugan episode or, you know, or the Godzilla and Ghidorah episodes for the love of God. I mean, at least check those out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone listening needs a, nudge in the right direction uh i mean drop the the kaiju transmissions facebook or twitter or instagram uh or email at kaiju transmissions at gmail.com uh drop us a line or if you just want to drop us a line for anything else um matt you like how i tied in that plug at the end that was well done sir yes sir um but yeah uh i i definitely think it's worth checking out and i mean this 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 show will sing to you if you uh, are into the 70s godzilla stuff i think oh so. speaking of which uh uh gomisawa the soundtrack in this uh, is is really catchy yeah i do i yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because i do like the music the i like the score of this 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 series 
It's the uh, same guy that did the 70s Devil Man. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I I actually like the theme of this show more than, like, the Ultraman theme or, uh, you know, I I, I don't know. I, the music is, is really good in this. Is it... And, um, yeah, I didn't know he did the 70s Devil Man. That's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, that Zone Fighter, uh, I I would recommend it, especially if you like the more outlandish um, Toho stuff. I mean, it's 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 a fun watch. And, uh, and a lot of, as you heard, a lot of our favorite episodes aren't even relating to any of the Godzilla monsters. They're just insane and fun on their own, so... It's good outside of that connection, too. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I should mention, like, what was up with... Uh, there's an episode where the Garogas, like, defer to, like, a drug specialist. It's the one where the kids... Uh, and he's wearing, like, a medical, like, scrubs. Uh, like, so... Do they have, like, pharmacists? And, like, just, like... Was that just a regular guy that was making this drug for, for the... Like, I don't know. That raises some questions as well. There's there's a lot of stuff with the Garga that I don't like follow entirely. Like, <laughs> so they all have like different colors, and I'm like, is is that their race? Are they like a caste system? Uh, there's you know they one of them the has agents, a cape. Some some of the agents take the forms of of women, and some do men. And he's like, ah, this is a true Garga woman. And like, do they do they have the same gender? Because I can't tell them apart, but uh, it's it's. It's difficult, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I... Like, a question that I don't think matters as much as, like, other things. But... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, that Zone Fighter, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's Yeah. Uh, um, do you... <laughs> I, I don't know, are we are we good on the... On the um... Watch it, everybody. Yeah, demand it. Uh, yeah. You know, whenever whenever companies are like, eh, we don't know what to license, like, say, hey, there's this thing done by the people that did Godzilla. Godzilla is popular. Godzilla's in it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's shocking to me, you know, I've, I've talked with some, some people that have worked for companies that are putting out Godzilla things, and they have no idea. And it's like, come on. Yeah. So. Come on, guys. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, um, it, it was, it was a, a blessing and a great feat that that fan sub happened, especially crowdfunded, um, and, uh, yeah, I, I would hope for an official release someday as well, um, but yeah, I, I think everyone should check it out, and, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Kevin, thanks again, uh, your insight, uh, has added to the conversation as always, um, and, uh, yeah, we'll. I guess we'll we'll see you next time. Oh, and if you haven't checked out Mazer Patrol or Kevin's book Kaiju for Hipsters, I highly recommend both. Thank you. All right. Well, good night, everybody.